the markets. We just can't get enough of them. Markets are the drivers of your wealth and investment strategy. Welcome to Magic Markets with your co-hosts, the Finance Coast and Mohamed Nalla. Together, we have more than 25 years of combined experience in the markets. In addition to our weekly free show that you know and love, we have now launched Magic Markets Premium, a weekly show for our subscribers in which we give detailed analysis on global stocks. Every premium show is accompanied by a report covering the company's strategic drivers, its operating environment, its competitors, bull versus bear case, technical trading indicators, and a long-term investment thesis. At just 99 Rand per month, we are committed to making institutional-level analysis affordable for all investors and traders. Visit magic-markets.com to go premium and unlock your full potential in the markets. This podcast is brought to you by Tribe South Africa, your gateway to the JC and global markets. Providing an in-depth online trading experience, Tribe exists to empower progression. You can simply and securely trade and invest in JC and US stocks, as well as leveraged products, or invest in tax-free savings accounts. Visit tribe.co.za to find out more or follow them on social media at tribe underscore SA. Welcome to episode 108 of Magic Markets. Very excited about this one. It's going to be really interesting to get to know our guest today and a person you will probably see a few more times in coming months. We'll see exactly who from the team at Tribe will be joining us each time. But before I welcome the CEO of Tribe, Travis Robson, let me first say hello to Mo, who based on your Twitter feed the other day, you were playing in the snow, Mo, which is very <laughs> different to us playing in the darkness down here. <laughs> World class. Yeah, Ghost, always a pleasure doing this with you. And yeah, I, I posted something simply because we, we finally got some snow. I mean, it's pretty late in the season to get some snow up here. Uh, it's been, I would say, unseasonably warm, which my my South African followers would, would laugh at because, you know, it's still cold enough to get some snow. We're going to rename this podcast to First World Problems, I think. First World you Problems. You can just tell us all about how hard it is in Canada. Uh, uh, snow and uh, and electricity versus darkness but i mean i mean you guys get good weather all year round so even though it's dark at least you're not cold um ghost i mean excited about this particular show because you've, you've already indicated who our guest is and that's that's travis robson who's the ceo of tribe uh, but if i may you know i mean travis and i you know we go back a long time our paths have kind of crossed uh, over various phases of our careers, I had connected with Travis when, or reconnected with Travis after he left South Africa. He was in the Middle East at the time, and he's gone through this this very interesting journey. And that's something at Magic Markets it resonated with us because it's kind of the global insight, but for our primarily South African audience. And that is why we're talking to Travis. It's why we're talking to Tribe because Travis has taken all of that fantastic experience, everything is learned out there, and he's back in South Africa. He's brought that back. And it's starting to create something really special in the South African market. And that's why we're talking to Travis today and hopefully to Travis and his team over the course of the coming months. So Travis, a big welcome to Magic Markets. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much for having me. I'd just like to say I'm not the only person who's part of this business. Uh, we've hired a number of great people over the last eight months, and that's how long we have been operational in South Africa. We went live only two months ago. So there was a lot of work that went to go live. As you guys will know, a startup creates, uh, a, there's a lot of work behind the scenes to get to that that inevitable live date. But yes, um, I was in the Middle, Middle East working for another company and Tri Financial Holdings, which is based in the Netherlands, approached me and said, would you like to come back to South Africa? And yes, goes to all the load shedding and the political uncertainty and everything. Uh, it was an option to come back and it, it was really great to understand the board's journey, for, try board's journey and see where they want to take this business. 
and it really resonated with me that there's such a great opportunity to grow um, the multi-asset investment brokering environment for the retail investor or trader. And in the last eight months, I've been hard at work. First, hiring really great individuals, really diverse individuals, a really good team and to support me. And then also having the support of the group to build this business. And here we are today, start of the new year and off to a bang, hopefully. So Travis, just to be clear for our listeners, because some of them might have listened to ghost stories or might be familiar with it in ghost mail. So in case anyone's wondering if you've completely monopolized every podcast I'm involved in. And not, not quite. It's just the way the timing worked out. You know, the Ghost Stories podcast, I would refer people to that. It's a bit of a longer form chat between you and I specifically. Um, that's when we leave Mo to play in the snow. We basically talked all about, I think, you know, your journey and coming to South Africa and what the Tribe board is looking for. Really, really cool stuff on the strategy of Tribe. And obviously we will chat i think a little bit about that on this show but it's not just a repeat of ghost stories that's for sure we've got a lot of stuff to talk to you about before we get into that though i do have to point out in december when we recorded ghost stories you did laugh about how the south african cricket team might be up for sponsorship because uh, Trive does a lot of sports sponsorship and then obviously we all suffered through their test series in australia i personally wouldn't sponsor them if i were you but um the local t20 series is, is pretty fantastic so you know there might be something for you there get the name around the stadium hey i went to newlands last weekend it was fantastic yeah, listen, I'm not the biggest um, cricket supporter, I'm more a football supporter, and Tribe does sponsor an international German team, uh, which is really great. But yeah, one of the remits is actually to look at sponsorship, not just uh, digital. A lot of our sponsorship is digital, and obviously partnerships where we collaborate with different individuals like yourselves. But um, I was asked if there's any sports teams that I would like to sponsor in South Africa, and um, I didn't bring up cricket, but watch the space. We are looking at some exciting stuff. And obviously, it's important. I think consumers want to touch a brand across many different channels. And they want to be omni-channeled to your brand if it's social media, if it's across multiple different avenues, billboards, etc. And there's a lot of cool stuff we're looking at. Obviously, I don't have as much time to look at sports right now. But maybe for the 2024 season, we'll be bringing something exciting aligned to a sports team that... Um, I guess supports our brand, um, which is key. And who knows? Maybe protests will be a lot better then. If they are better, then they're going to be more expensive though. So that's that's the downside. <laughs> they are a value stock at the moment. A, va- a value play. <laughs> yes. Put your brand the on now. Are the growth are the growth stock for sure. <laughs> so Travis, I'm going to take us into the, uh, shall we say, the more, <laughs> the more formal part of proceedings where we actually ask you questions about the markets and not just about sport. And something I picked up, obviously, from our chats on Ghost Stories, you've done a hell of a lot of research into the South African market, and you clearly have quite a passion for the journey of an investor or a trader from, you know, I suppose, product offerings that are a little bit more basic through to stuff that is a little bit more full service. And obviously, we'll we'll touch on some of that. But you must have had a lot of direct engagement with investors and traders from all walks of life when you were doing your research. There must have been some pretty interesting surprises and highlights from that and a few things that might even have shocked you even after all those years of being in the market you know talking to people who are active in the markets for different reasons is always fascinating yeah i think you know from my background i've been in the financial industry for a long time first in london and then in south africa and then a small stint in the middle east but i've really been really client focused and i I think it's always been in my belief that it's essential to have a, a thorough understanding of your business and your industry which allows you to build your business around your unique selling points something that needs to set you apart from the crowd and propel you into the industry you're going to as a newcomer um, and obviously find your target market. And I think from my side, both study and work, I've actually worked really hard on this. 
I think the main things that I really want to highlight is the massive industrial change that has happened over the years in South Africa. We currently see the share dealing market in a growth phase. I know you may not think so, but it definitely is. And the likes of some of our competitors have really seen a massive growth in clients. And we're finding new entrances to the market that are disruptive to the previous traditional telephone brokers. We all come from old school broking days. We have the old traditional telephone broking environment. And I think we've seen some massive changes in the market. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I grew up in the iPhone <laughs> okay. age. Hey? 2007 was when I started Varsity. Steve Jobs was showing us touchscreens. Okay, that's just me and Mo. Mo is a different story. I mean, he's had one of those you know, phones where you have to ring the thing like this, left to right, I think. Yeah, I was speaking to Travis on the other side of the telephone broking, right? And it was still the old phone where you had to <laughs> dial around. It wasn't even push button. Yes, like my grandparents had. Ghost is going to have to call someone else boomer on the show because I, I constantly get all that abuse, right? What we've seen is really great digital platforms coming into the fray, a much wider product offering. And that's what clients are wanting. However, it's important to remember that growing market share means growing customer segmentation. Okay. While some investors use gateway brokers to enter the market, I think a lot of clients have kind of outgrown their journey with some of their brokers. And I think there's a gap there for a more sophisticated product, a more sophisticated type of broker that grants access to a wide range of local and global products. And most importantly, at a competitive rate, making sure you use the best technology available. Because we, as a generation, if you take any of the different generations, are very tech savvy from your person at 18 all the way up to your person at 65, 70. And I think a lot of local bro brokers have either struggled to offer this or actually haven't met up with the current times. And for us, that's a very interesting space to go into and something that I'm looking strongly at developing. Another interesting thing is a lot of clients don't just have one broker. They have uh, two to four different brokers. Why? I think we're going to touch on this later is because they want a sense of community. They also want a sense of comparison. And they also want access to um, multiple different researchers from different broking houses to supplement their trading environment. Now, we are referring to DIY traders or investors who look after their own portfolios. I'm not referring to your asset managers or your fund managers that are obviously looking after on a more discretionary. We're, we're purely focused on the DIY retail investor. Yeah, Travis, I want to jump in there because you've, you've touched on a couple of key points, right? Is You've indicated several entry points into the market. You've indicated a market segmentation strategy that ranges all the way from you know individuals who want to maybe pick up a phone, speak to their broker, you, they get their sense of community that way. Uh, we've also got this new era with people kind of trading on their devices and electronically and trying to get a sense of community in a completely different sphere. And I think certainly in discussions we've had offline on the sidebar, it looks as though Tribe is trying to address the full spectrum of those client segments. And that's something that's quite interesting because you know there is a lot of competition in this market. Uh, and incidentally, you know, if you look at that, they're also relatively low switching costs. You've indicated clients have multiple brokers, for example. So this means that you know shifting money around is actually very easy because that client probably has relationships with all of the competitors in this space. So, I mean, as a new entrant into the space, you actually want an industry with kind of low barriers to entry. I mean, that certainly helps. Mm. And maybe you can give us some color around that, but also maybe just flesh out, you know, how Tribe is looking to address the various segments of the market, all the okay. way from telephone banking on the one end up to kind of the, the hyper-digital, I can trade off my mobile phone, for example, at, at the other extreme. Okay, I think as a new entrant into the South African market, which we are, 
Uh, we understand that building a solid relationship and trust in our brand is important. It's going to take time. Okay. I think in terms of you talked about barrier to entry, South African financial services regulatory does have quite a, a strong barrier to entry. Uh, there's regulatory hurdles, there's compliance, there's risk, there's lots of stuff that you have to put in place as a business to make sure that you meet the requirements of our regulator. And our regulator is seen as a really strong and healthy regulator, which is really important for the client. I think trust and reputation is great and making sure that you're aligned to a strong regulator is important. And I think the FECA has done a lot of hard work to make sure we're strong. So that's important. Going into the needs and the investor and what are we looking at and how are we going to make the right decision? What I've done is I've gained a lot of industry knowledge on the customer engagement and what we look like as a client. And I'm not here to try grab every single client, okay? Um, I think I want to put clients into two categories. I'm going to use an acronym or a name. We're going to call it the alpha trader and the investing potential, okay? The alpha trader is a confident group of investors who constitute the largest segment of trading clients in South Africa. I think almost 80% of the wealth that's invested comes out of the alpha trader. Um, I'm not going to put an age, but you can say an experienced individual who's been around for a long time and he's investing his money. Okay. Research shows that this group is not beholden to one broker, as I said, so he's happily to switch and have multiple different brokers. He wants to manage these accounts online and be very digital. This group is also taking control of their own investment journey and is no longer reliant on the asset manager or the discretionary fund managers, which is really exciting. So what does that individual need? That individual, as a result, needs high standard of service, really great do-it-yourself technology that the broker can provide, seeing as there's typically minimal activity between the broker and these investors. What we're seeing is this broker needs to really enhance its service. Okay, So that's something that a lot of brokers do. They just rely solely on tech and don't have the service. But these guys want to engage with the broker. They want to feel part of the community. Um, and they want to feel that firstly, also cost. Cost is also very important because these charges need obviously affecting the profit and loss that they make. So that's, they wanna maximize their portfolio investment, okay? Secondly is investment potential. We know someone or a broker who's doing this really, really well. These are new entrances in the market, okay? These are the up and coming. They will start taking over or falling into that alpha trader group. We have identified this group as young, tech savvy, they're more um, advanced in the insights and technology experience. Uh, they have grown up with the latest tech, Ghost, just like you. And as a tech-savvy investor in the market, their main focus and, and their decision factors is focused on price, quality of tech, and a sense of community or partnership with their broker. So where do I want to come in here? I want to come in somewhere in the middle. Okay, there's going to be some guys that are probably going to be too advanced with the, the high asset management brokers still doing a bit of DIY. And there's going to be some of the investment potential that probably are too new for me. And they want a bit of a milkshake and slashy vibe, a very, very dumbed down approach. We're coming in the middle there. And I think there's a big gap in the middle that hasn't been serviced effectively. And that's what we're looking to do. Travis, I love the hardy dolls in the background. It's as authentic Joburg as it gets. The only thing that would be more authentic Sorry, in Joburg. No, no, no. It's, 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 <laughs> I love it. You know, we've got Mo in the snow, you with the hardy dolls. The only thing more authentically Joburg would be if you were sinking into a pothole in your chair, which <laughs> thankfully you are not. Um, but, you know. I've decided to have my offices in the leafy suburbs of Bryanston after living in the Middle East, working on the 27th floor and living on the 30th floor. I decided when I came back to Joburg, I'm looking at an office park that's got leafy shrubs and, and some water dogs. features. So 
and Hardy Dolls, as you can see, who are interrupting and nothing, the show. Nothing, nothing wrong, nothing wrong whatsoever. So what I wanted to touch on, because it's interesting for me, maybe specifically, you know, all jokes aside, coming from a little bit, definitely not a digital native generation, I don't think. I mean, if I compare it to sort of people in their early 20s now, I mean, that is seriously digital native. It really is. But, you know, that old school broker on the phone relationship you know what is the i suppose for our younger listeners you might be thinking wow this is the strangest thing in the world why would i want to phone my broker i barely you know they barely even stomach it when their parents phone them unannounced let alone phoning a broker i mean we all know the drill what is the magic of that you know in your view like why is it why is it so great um i think i don't want to take away from the telephone brokering but a lot of competitors have now added charges on telephone brokering so if you phone your broker, you're going to get charged. That is absolutely crazy. We are here to service our clients. However, we need to be a little bit cleverer. There's email, there's WhatsApp, there's live chat, and there's telephone brokering. And there's also DMs on, on Twitter, which is also a new communication. A lot of people use uh, Twitter as a, a way to communicate with your broker. Um, interesting stat of Ghost we chatted about it last time. Over 43% of uh, the retail investor uses Twitter as their primary source of research. So they are obviously going to try to touch you on Twitter if they need to get hold of you. So I think what you need to do is be able to be accessible to your client from a communication point of view across all those touch points. We haven't even touched the, the other one is face-to-face. Yes, face-to-face has died because of COVID and, and whatnot, uh, but you're seeing a lot more seminars coming out, a lot more face-to-face engagements, et cetera. So I think it's very hard to do. I'm not going to say it's easy, but you need to touch your consumer across all the channels. You are going to get consumers who want to chat via live chat. You are going to get consumers who want to chat via WhatsApp. You're only going to get consumers who just want to be chatting to you via email. And then you are going to get people that want to pick up the phone and they want to speak to you. And I think that's important. And we're not here to run a totally digitalized business where you cannot get in touch with us. If you want to come into office and visit us, you're more than welcome. Uh, Ghost, you have, you know, that we are looking at Cape Town in the near future. So that means you can come and visit us there. But we also make sure that we've got the right staff to service as clients, be it on the telephone, be it on the live chat, be it on WhatsApp, be it on email. That's a lot of resource for brokers, especially a startup broker, to have. But I think it's important for those generations to be able to touch you from a communication point of view across those different channels. Yeah, when I spot the fridge with kombucha and almond milk in the background, I'll know you're in the Cape Town office, which would presumably <laughs> be in the southern suburbs as opposed to the Hardy Dars. And, and I'll be I'll be sure to, to stock that. Funny story, I was working, um, covering Europe and I was heading up different teams across Europe and I went to the Spanish office and I opened up their fridge just to get some milk for my coffee. And there were 14 different types of milks in the fridge. I was like blown away. Oh my gosh. Please don't tell the cafes in Nurtuk this story because then it'll just be milk <laughs> as you drive into Nurtuk. That's all you'll see. Yes. Yeah, speaking of 14 different types of milk, I mean, that, that's certainly pushing it. And whilst I don't think Tribe should have that variety of, of, of milk in their fridge, not even in the Cape Town office, I want to touch on a point of variety because, you know, bringing it back to markets, something that's been a bugbear for me per- personally is that I'm someone who trades across asset classes. So I like equities. I like FX. I like, you know, local stocks in South Africa as well as global stocks. And I think this is a very important point, right, is because if we look at Tribe's execution capability, this is something that stands out for me, is that you actually allow people to trade across multiple markets. So I want you to maybe unpack that for the listeners as well, because that for me is 
absolutely critical to our audience here on Magic Markets is we talk about a whole variety of stuff. In Magic Markets Premium, we almost, well, we exclusively cover global stocks in that particular space because we think, you know, that's a niche that the South African market probably needs a lot more of. So if you could touch on that, uh, and then also, for example, you know, if we have uh, subscribers, listeners, we get emails all the time, people saying, you know, I want to access this smaller US company, for example, how far down that scale is Tribe actually going to go? What does that execution capability and range of markets look like? I have one remit, and my remit is to be the leading multi-asset investment broker in South Africa. And what I see that is I'm a shoe salesman. I need to be, have as many shoes to sell my clients. So we are going to be offering, we currently offer cash equities, which is your stocks. Uh, we And I'll touch more into that in your question that you have now. Currently looking to expand that into tax-free savings accounts, which um, allows you to not just to invest onto monetary, you know, like most tax-free savings accounts, you put money in and it's linked to a money market. Those are going to be linked to Unitrust. So you can actually invest your money on the tax-free savings. So that's being launched in February. Uh, we're looking at mutual funds. So I'm partnering with a really cool company and I'm not going to disclose much, but we're going to be building some really great structured products. We have a Cat 1, we have a Cat 2 license. So that's for an individual that's on a DIY, but wants something that he can just stick his money in and see growth. And that's going to be global products. We're also looking at FX uh, treasury solutions where we'll transfer your FX money across because that's important because a lot of people don't know how to move money, especially when they want to trade offshore. Uh, so these are all exciting products that we're launching. We have local markets, both CFDs and also investable stocks. And going back to your question on what is our execution capability, I think this is a great question, but I think it's going to be aligned to the specific market and it will depend on the market liquidity at the time. However, our liquidity runs really deep and as deep as the market allows, and there's no restriction from our side. Secondly, Trive in SA currently offers access to 18 different exchanges around the world. That's the JSC, US, UK, Canada, Belgium, France, Italy, Netherlands, Switzerland, and, 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 okay. Um, going back to your question on the US, yes, there was a really great post by someone who's very famous in the research sector, and he was complaining about a broken essay saying, I want to access ROK, R-O-K, dot, dot, US. US, small, minimal stock. So I said, okay. He was complaining about one of the top brokers in SA, and I quickly went on our platform and said, ROK, do we have it? Yes. So I replied back, yes, we have Rourke, open, open an account with Tribe, and we'll support you. Okay. He has an open account with Tribe, sadly, but we have access to multiple different products. And if we don't have access to the product, you can log a request with us, and we will try to get that added to our, our platform. So we have over 2,800 different individual stocks available. On a side note, Tribe Group handles a trillion dollars of trading processing flow within the business we as a group are very liquid and we offer lots of access to market and we at tribe have actually partnered with a really good respectable third-party platform provider uh, the company's name is velocity uh, they're canadian-based company and they are global they're based in south africa and they actually a client can't face them directly the client has to come through us to face them this is a really clever way for us to go into market quickly and have a party that has access to all the markets. We will be supplementing that with building our own technology. We have technology stacks across all of our jurisdictions. We operate in 17 different countries. We are building that in South Africa, and that will supplement that as well. So to answer your question, we are a shoe salesman <laughs> that has a lot of different products, and we will continue to grow that. And my sole remit is to be seen as 
the multi-asset investment platform for retail DIY investors. And that, you're absolutely right. We need to make sure we have as much product and as much availability to market as we can offer our clients. Travis, what about the derivative shoes? Tell us about the derivatives, because <laughs> that's something that I think South African investors struggle to get access to. I mean, look, it can be very damaging if done the wrong way. Witness, you know, Robin Hood in the US and that sort of meme stock culture and all the wildness. I don't think anyone wants our market to go there. Yeah. But something in the middle, you know, is, is interesting, especially stuff like options, etc. I'm very curious what's possible. Yeah, so we're offering a lot of vanilla CFD products at the moment, which, which does USITs and a couple of other and ETFs linked on a derivative product that you can trade. Obviously, these are leveraged products for the consumer who, who wants to trade on margin. Uh, one of our things, our speciality in our business is actually offering credit. So you actually trade for free. Um, and we will provide you the margin to trade, and then you will pay on the collateralization rather than the trade itself. That's something we're looking to build in the future. But derivatives is fundamental to our business as well. Um, it's part, it falls under the category of a multi-asset investment broker. I come from many years of working with one of the largest CFD brokers in the world. And obviously, it's important for us to have access to derivatives because their demand is high, and that can be FX commodities, your top indices, your stocks that you can trade on a derivative base. We're not just looking to offer all of our products to South Africa. We are seeing a growing interest from Africa itself. We have got a subsidiary company already opening opened in Mauritius, and we are working with them to grow our footprint into Africa as well. So there's been a massive demand. What you find in Africa, there's a much bigger demand for the derivative products, especially the commodity-based products, the industry-based products. Um, that's just because they are used to it and a lot of competitors offer that. So yeah, derivatives very much part of our fold, but obviously as a multi-asset broker, our core product at the moment is local stocks and international stocks that you trade normally like vanilla stocks, but derivatives is definitely something that we do offer and we will continue to expand on the product set um, as we go along in our trial journey. Yeah, I want, I want to jump in here because obviously we've touched on so many points ranging from kind of cash equities all the way to now derivatives, right? And on derivatives, you know, there's an educational journey. Education is something we're very passionate about here at Magic Markets mm. as well. So I want to touch on that as well as a point of, and again, I'll, I'll refer our listeners to the Ghost Stories podcast that you did late last year. It was aired, you know, earlier this week in terms of uh, something called Tribe Tribe. You know, how does that fit into this? How does that fit into the educational journey <laughs> uh, that Tribe's going to effectively offer to your clients? Because I think that's such an important part of the journey of moving people through the value chain as they grow as investors. We've reached that point of the show where Mo is talking his own book, <laughs> Travis. This is what's happening here. <laughs> you know, whilst a lot of clients still see the traditional broker mindset, I think that's changing. And I think the relationship or the unique need for partnership amongst investors. Why do all these investors gravitate towards Twitter? Twitter is a community. It's not always the nicest community, uh, but it is a community where people share ideas. And, and we believe that enhancing our clients' expectations on service and information, we will allow our clients to participate with us along the journey. I think retail investors and traders are like sponges. They just want to absorb as much knowledge as possible. Hence why they probably have two or three or four brokers. So one of the things I've done is I've got an amazing research team here. I um, am building that team to six. 
that's currently at four. Um, six, we can build, probably build it to eight or, or, or even bigger than that. That team of research, that's excluding our sales trading desk. It's including excluding our sales desk. And these individuals are just writing content on a day-to-day -day basis. They are targeted to be writing between 35 and 45 pieces of content, be it educational across cash equities, derivatives, explaining products, everything, to also what stocks to, to invest in and trade. I wouldn't call it like trading ideas or more give it market color on, on the markets. And like I said, we are targeting, we just set the team up. The team has just gone live and they'll be writing anywhere between uh, 35 and 45 pieces of content. We're even going one step further to hire a German, a French, and a Spanish copywriting individual to sit on this desk. And we've just finished the hiring process. Now, you may ask, what does that mean for South Africa? Nothing. But there's a big demand in Africa and in Europe and other countries to have this content translated into those languages. So the German content is obviously going to support our German business. The Spanish is going to support our Spanish business. The French is going to support some of the African countries that I mean, you're aware of that may speak um, uh, French. And that is an exciting opportunity for us to grow that team. It's also supporting our group and we can outsource it from here. And those market writers are some really talented individuals that will be writing content on a day-to-day -day basis. That, I believe, is how we're going to start building the community. Following that, we want to create a two-way discussion with our clients. We talked about all the different various, various communication channels. We're employing our clients to contact us and say, listen, what are, you, what are you guys looking at? What's topical? We'll be putting all this research across all of our different socials. Uh, so you'll find it across all our different social channels as well. We've created a, a tab under our website at Tribe called Knowledge, and we put a blog there, and all of the blog is available for all of our clients as well. So we want to disseminate that news and make the news available. And this will not just be for our local clients, but it'll be for our global clients as well. And I think what's great is, you know, part of the partnership now with Magic Markets is I think some of that research will be coming through into GoSmell. So for the GoSmell readers listening to this, you know, I think you'll you'll get little bits and pieces of that and it'll give you a taste of what you could get inside Tribe. I'm a massive fan of your research and I've looked at it. It's incredibly good. And you, you guys have cornered a market that hasn't been touched before. We're here just mm -hmm. to supplement that market as well. We're not going to, we're not going to, Unfortunately, we're probably not going to um, get everything right, but it's great to see more and more firms putting out really good retail investment or trading research out. And we're not talking about a boring 300-page investment proposal that's been written at a corporate level on a specific company, and you read 300 pages and you fast asleep. It's punchy, it's short. It's interactive and it actually allows the client to make an informed decision. We don't get it right every time either. I looked the other day at what I sold Alibaba at. If you could actually draw the chart and if you wanted to mark basically the 52-week low, you would find where I sold out of Alibaba and eventually gave up. It's actually just extraordinary. It's why you shouldn't look at the chart once you've left. It's not worth it. You're never going to be happy. Yeah, Just don't do it. Anyway, but... Uh, I was down on Sasso and Aspen two weeks ago, horribly over the festive season, crying at prices that I bought them. And if you look at Sasso, um, it rallied very nicely into yes. last week. And if you look at Aspen, it's um, up 3% today. So one thing is, I think as an investor, sometimes you just need to be a bit patient and yes. um, wait it out a bit. But then also, don't ever cry when you make money and, you, and, and that stock continues to rally further because 
I believe you've got to leave some meat on the table for someone else to eat. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just smiling here because you know I I get lots of abuse for the the Chinese stock exposures that I had, and those those were making me cry into my tea for most of last year, and, and thankfully I didn't sell Alibaba. So you know, whilst Ghost sold out at the low, uh, I'm still riding my losses from the last year, and they just they just smaller losses. Uh, Travis, <laughs> I want to touch on a point because. Do you know what's so nice is we can actually talk about the losses. So many fund managers and portfolio managers can only talk about the profits they made. We can actually just have a candid, open discussion and say, guys, you do lose trading. It's going to happen. It's not a magic, magic market. Oh, I'm using your slogan. It's not, it's not a market where you can just make every single trade happen and every single trade go right. And it's, I like the way you guys are so open and candid about it because it's important. People must understand that it's, the markets are a zero-sum game. For every winner, there's an equal loser on the other end. And one day it will be yours. Um, it's just how you manage your downside risk. To his credit, Mo, Mo has never <laughs> hidden his horrible Netflix positions from anyone. He doesn't, he doesn't let me hide the horrible Netflix position. <laughs> it's, it's, about, it's about honest discourse. It's about honest conversations, building the trust. As again, you've indicated, Travis, is, is part of the tribe journey, part of the tribe strategy. And, and something I want to touch on, because you know the, the point we made before lamenting all of our losses was about fresh content and fresh input. And you reference your website and you reference, for example, how people in the tribe tribe can go and find the research on the website. I want to highlight this because I was going and I was poking around the tribe website and I'm going to I'm going to reference this to our listeners. It's www.tribe.co.za. Go and check it out because Travis, again, you know, feather in your in your yours and the team's cap. They're a very fresh look and feel to the website. Certainly something that I, I, I came away from there feeling like, hey, this is something new. This is something exciting for the South African market. So, you know, just maybe more a comment to say, I enjoyed the website. Congratulations on that. And, you know, just if, if you haven't checked it out, guys, go and check that website out. Thanks, Mo. There's been a lot of work into the website. I think website's important because it doesn't just resonate as a website. It actually shows who we are and who we're about and what we want to target and who is our audience. And Mo and I, you've been in the industry for a very long time. I have seen some really stale, static, boring websites in the financial services industry uh, with some interesting stock images. Our website is there to be really good and we're forever growing it. It's it's a never-ending beast, unfortunately, but there's so much things we're looking to do on our website and it is very fresh. It's very engaging. It speaks to who we want to target and I think it's a bit of freshness and I think the industry needed a bit more freshness in it. And hopefully I'm providing some of it. Stocks, not stock images, hey, clearly. I think we should probably we should probably leave it there. But for <laughs> those who want to check out the site, it is trive.co.za. I mean, obviously we'll be tagging Trive when we share the show. We'll include the link in the, the podcast blurb. But Travis, I think we're you know, excited to get to know your team over the next sort of six months or so. That's the game plan is someone from Trive will basically join, join us once a month. Sometimes we'll be tapping into research. You know, we'll, we can talk about money we lost. We can talk about money we made, maybe. I mean, you never know. But either way, thank you for your time. Excited to do this with you. And to our listeners, yeah, go check it out. I mean, it's something fresh in the South African market, and, and that could never be a bad thing. Thanks for having me, guys. And I'm glad that some of my team is going to re represent on the show, as I'm sure your viewers will get a bit tired just listening to me all the time. And my team's very excited to, to participate as well. Thanks, Travis. And to our listeners, we hope you've enjoyed this. Remember, you can follow us at Magic Markets Pod. That's one word on Twitter, at Magic Markets Pod, at Mohamed Nala, and at Finance Ghost. You can also follow Tribe at 
at Trive underscore SA, and that's Trive South Africa. That's Travis and his team. Uh, and as he's committed on the show, you know, they're going to be putting out some interesting content, some ideas, you know, market color. Go and check them out. Uh, and Travis, until we speak to you or members from your team the next time on Magic Markets, we're going to say cheers. And to our listeners, until next week, same time, same place. Ciao. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not financial or investment advice. Please speak to your personal financial advisor 